0: What is up guys and welcome to the Meeple Minded Podcast, the podcast where we talk all things tabletop gaming. My name is Jason and I'm James. How are you doing this week, James? Tired. Tired? Tired. You, you, you're back to work this week, aren't you? I am. <laughs> and the idiot that you are, you started doing overtime. I know. Why? Why did you do this, James? You're mental. I know. But I need the money. You don't need the money. James. I do need the money. No, you don't. I always need the money. You never spend it. I don't You're...
1: spend it yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> saving money, James, is technically what we're supposed to do. I just, I'm just not very good at that, to be honest. If I if I've got money, I, I spend it. So that's that, that's just me. But yeah, other other than tired and being back to work, James, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. What did you do with your holiday, James?
1: Absolutely nothing.
0: Because oh. it
1: wasn't a holiday for holiday. It was. Because I needed to use the holiday before I lose it.
0: Uh, okay. Did you do the hobby like you said you were going to? Yes. Did you? What yes. hobby did you do? I did heresy. Did you now? I did. did what? What? What part of the hobby did you do? A building. More building. More building. More building. You need to start painting, James. You got to paint because building's all great, but you 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 will not. You're like me. You won't put grey plastic on the table. I won't. So painting, Pain- painting, James. Painting. So more have you got to build?
1: Uh, I think I just have the Kratos to build now, so I built basically I've built the box.
0: Oh, okay, fair enough. Okay. Is that the tank that came with the base box, or is that an additional? No, that's purchase? an additional one that oh, I bought. Okay, fair enough. Are you actually going to play the game, James? That's the that's the next question. Yes, or are you waiting for the next edition to come out? <laughs> by the time you've actually finished, it might be version two, three, three, <laughs> four, five. What one, one of them? Oh uh, <laughs> yes, the game workshop kicking the proverbial crown jewels it's like
1: (laughs) i have finally finished painting my army and building it and it's ready to game here's a new edition everything you own is
0: useless (laughs) it's not useless they're not not always that bad but it is generally here's a new edition all that stuff is not useless it's not very good because this new stuff is the better stuff and uh yeah you you want this now don't you don't you james you want this rub it in your face rub it in your face well we've been playing a fair few games recently james we have we have we have can you are there any highlights to what we've been playing recently that you particularly like unmatched Uh, again again uh, oh again with the unmatched james
1: Uh, i'm sorry mr how many sets of high just
0: got out and bought not that many i've Got three or four now. It's not too. How many did you have? One. Yeah, it's it's only three more, James. It's It's only three. It's not bad, is it? Really? And to be fair, two of them were purchased as a as a matter of urgency because they were the ones that were announced that they were taking out of production. So I was like, well. I actually like those two sets, so I needed to buy them. And then the other one was just there to, to buy. So I was like, well, I've bought that one as well. So it's just logic, James, logic. What I have spent a fair bit on now is the storage solution that I've made for Unmatched. Yes. And that's all built and done now, which is really, really good. The problem is, is it now looks very empty. Hmm. So I think more sets of Unmatched might be on the horizon. We we shall see. But yes, we have been playing quite a bit. um,
1: You've been having a little bit of rage when it comes to Unmatched, haven't you?
0: Have I? Yes. R- the, r- uh, oh, what, the impending Kickstarter? That you can't access. Yes, yeah. I mean, I'm really hoping that, that they do a U-turn with that, but yeah, not shipping to outside the US or Canada. I know it's all coming to retail. Don't get your knickers in a twist. I fully understand it's coming to retail, but it's also coming to retail through Yellow, which means in the UK we're probably going to get it about eight months after it's actually released in this coming July, I think. It is so right now. My hopes are that they'll announce, Oh no, we're going to be at Games Expo with it. Obviously, that's in June, not July, which is when the release is. Hmm. So we shall see, we shall see, but yeah, sort it out, Restoration Games ship everywhere not just US but we've also had a couple of game nights with our good friend Ant-Man. We have. And he introduced us to Fallout Shelter. Uh, what did you think of that? Was that uh, was that all right?
1: When we played it correctly it was very fun.
0: Yeah, I mean the first time we played it we we did get things slightly wrong. Um but Ant-Man highlighted the the issues that were were done wrong and we played it again and I'm pleased to say I won again. So yeah. No, it's you a didn't. good game. No you didn't. Yeah yeah i did no yeah, you I didn't did. no that that's not what my memory says james my yeah. memory says i won your memory might say that but your games app will say it differently because you log your plays this, this is very true I'm like, <laughs> i can't even yes james you won i did you did win by how many points was it by a whole point <laughs> um very very interesting game actually i i'm not a i'm not really into the source material i fall out Um, Is that something you've played in the past? No. No? Okay. Um, Me neither, so I don't really know how true it is to the source material, but the game itself, very, very enjoyable. Um, If we can get at least a couple more plays of that, I'd like to maybe make that an episode that we could do, and seeing as though it's Ant-Man's game, maybe we'll get Ant-Man on to talk about it himself. I'm sure he won't object to that in any way. No. So, yeah. Very, very good game, but um, that's a couple of games that we've been playing recently, James. So, let's now talk about the game we played last year, which, ironically... Ironically, is another game that Ant Man owned. Don't know if he still does, which is I will actually try and find out. But it was Nemesis Lockdown, James. Ah. This time last year. What are your thoughts on Nemesis Lockdown? Interesting.
1: Um probably broadly the same as when we did the episode on mm. it, which is it's a good game. Yep. It has some very interesting mechanics. I still prefer the first one.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would have to agree on that one. And I think that's, that is evidenced by the fact that I haven't played it since. No, neither have I. I mean, that could be argued that I don't own it. So it's going to be harder for me to get it to the table full stop. But I do have access to it from Ant-Man. Or I, again, I don't know if he sold it now, but I had access to it and yet we've played the original multiple times then. Again, could be argued because you own it. Yep. Maybe that's why, but arguably I would still choose the original. Yep. So that's that's a bit of a shame.
1: However, as another game that has just had a a third installment uh, announced, yes,
0: so the third of the trilogy it's the uh, the final game, yes, in the series, which is gonna oh, I can't, oh, What was it is it Arf? no after master expansion, yeah, I can't remember the actual name of it now, Paul talks about it on the news a couple of weeks ago anyway, so um but yeah, the third installment coming, looking forward to trying that,
1: yes, definitely.
0: It- From the description that I was reading, and I know you highlighted it as well, it sounds very different. It does. I think this one's going to be much more combat-orientated. Yeah, and I... I I quite like that idea. Yes, to be honest, I do quite like that idea. Um, I think you said maybe more towards Project Elite.
1: It, it gave the description gave that yeah. vibe off. It's like you are in this one. You are the it. it it's the al- aliens ripoff. You yeah. are a squad of marines raiding the nest.
0: Yeah, I I would say it's it's probably I I think for me it's still going to be more Nemesis based, but I reckon you'll have the the whole wave upon wave aspect of. Of, of it so yeah really excited for the the newest installment is it going to be a game that you're going to back are you going to continue with owning Nemesis <sighs> That will be a tough one. Yeah. Tough to talk yourself out of it.
1: Yeah. I think that might be one that I end up backing.
0: Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, that'll be interesting. I mean, we'll have a conversation close to the time, but I don't think I can justify it at the moment because I've actually got quite a few Kickstarters coming out over the coming months. Yeah. Being Awaken Realms, I'm going to guess we're going to be talking big box miniatures. At least a hundred pounds, I'd imagine. Yep, and then um, all the stuff that usually comes with an uh, awakening. Yeah, prompts. see, this is this is going to be the hard one for you, isn't it? Because you didn't back Nemesis. No, you got the retail version. Whereas now you're going to be seeing all of that awesome goodness, the expansions that will inevitably be released with it. Yep, the gaming mat, the neoprene gaming mat will probably be there. They might give you a few other options as well. So mm. yes, I will be doing my best, James, to help you through this troubling period in your life by sending you, you the you link uh, every single day.
1: You are going to be you, this is going to be your revenge for me sitting there going, buy it, buy it, buy yes, it. Yes, buy it, it, it.
0: Buy it, buy it, it is very, very much and I am very much looking forward to uh, to this. But I am hoping, there, there's nothing announced, there's no hint at it in any way, shape or form, but I would love to see maybe some early demo copies maybe at Games Expo mm. or possibly Essen. It's as though Essen is just before the uh, supposed Kickstarter date, because it's not till later this year. Yep. What guts me about that, James, is because the Kickstarter's not till later this year, it's going to be at least a year between the Kickstarter and delivery. Yep. We could, potentially, James, still be two years away from being able to play that game. Yes. the. Yeah. Sometimes I just wish they didn't announce these things in advance. But what can you do? Awaken Realms. Lots yep. of minis, lots of money, bad times. <laughs> but yes, anyway, uh, back to Nemesis Lockdown, considering that's what we were supposed to be talking about. Is it a thumbs up or a thumbs down from you? I
1: James? think it's still on the whole thumbs
0: up. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I I would probably still give it a thumbs up. I do recommend the game, but I think, yeah, overall, I'd go go for the first one.
1: I think the biggest thing for me, and it still stands out, that the thing that makes the original Nemesis so much fun Mm. is that semi-cooperative but who's going to stab me in the back mechanic. Yeah. Whereas when we played Lockdown, it was very much just straight from the get-go, every man for himself trying to, trying to escape. It's like yeah. you could literally stay away from everyone else and it didn't impact the game yeah. whatsoever.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, that was a shame because obviously the semi-co-op aspect was there, but most people chose not to, it wasn't, to do it it. It, it. it really was just a case of uh, if I get out, I'm fine. Yeah. Well, I'll just do that then. You know, rather than trying to screw other people over, it was just—I mean, there to was- be fair, I still to this day my favourite bit was escaping or get was it getting the suit yes. that allowed me to walk on the surface and not have to use the uh, the the jeep thing. Yeah, and still taking the still jeep. taking the jeep and making sure that no one else could get. <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah, but <laughs> the, but my point is is that you chose to do that yes. for, for the lulls, yeah. Lols, yeah. <laughs> um, whereas most of those. Kind of moments in the original, you have
0: to do them. Yeah, in order to to win. Yeah, um, and you also know, the light and dark mechanic—that's the one see, thing that, I would say was the
1: that, highlight for me. That was the positive. That was the positive for me. The light and dark mechanic. But we, I was discussing this with one of the guys at the gaming club. That is a mechanic you could easily, if you owned lockdown, so that you had the dice, you could easily backport that into
0: the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I would like to see that. I genuinely because I believe.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm running from. Memory Memory here, So I might be wrong on this. I believe the intruder deck is exactly the same as the base game original nemesis with the exception that it has on the cards Mm. whether the lights go out in a certain section or not so you need the you basically need the card deck and the light dice from lockdown Mm. and you could just just put it into the base game Nemesis and all you'd have to do is divide the board into
0: three yeah I'm pretty sure at the time we said it was going to be something we were going to try and I don't think we ever did no I don't think we did Uh, which is a shame maybe maybe we should James we keep saying we need to play Nemesis again so we'll have to get that to the table soon but anyway yes Nemesis Lockdown that's the game we played last year, I think it's still a yay from both of us, but still not as good as the original. Anyway, James, we're doing a topical today. A topical. We are indeed. And I would announce what we're going to do, but the listeners already know because they clicked on the title of the episode. So we're going to be talking about the difference, and I guess our personal opinions, between vocal and silent player turns. Yep. Is that a conversation you think we can we can drag out for about 20, 30 minutes? I think we can. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I think there's enough to be said, because this is an interesting one. I did see a conversation about it the other day online, and it seems to be this really is the two sides of a coin, um, with very, very few that sit in the middle. Yeah. So that's what prompted me to actually want to have this conversation, so should we dive into it? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okie dokie. So, James... Right from the get-go, what, what's your personal take on vocal or silent player turns? I mean, I have to be honest,
1: mate. I think I'm
0: largely indifferent. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, so you're you're one of the few that sit in the slap mi- bang in, in the middle there.
1: I, I think... And this isn't really for anyone else's benefit rather than my own. I tend to be a vocal, mm. but that's more because that's how I help order my mind when I'm trying to take my turn. I'm not talking to the rest of the table. I'm actually talking to myself. Yeah. But I end up vocalizing it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so I'm, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I'm going to play this. Yeah. And that is me. I'm especially if I'm new to the game.
0: Mm yeah. Well, this is one of the things that I was I was going to say. Like I mean, I've I've written down some pros and cons of the whole being vocal while while doing a turn, but I think if I'm being honest, I would say I am indifferent because I will happily play games either way, but I would say uh, as a as a standard practice as someone who quite often runs games, for people that have never played those games before, I actually lean more towards the vocal turn because it adds a certain aspect of, with those new players, I can tell immediately if something's gone wrong or a rule has been misunderstood or maybe they're doing something that they shouldn't be able to do at that time, yep. at which point it's far easier to correct it. Whereas in some games that I've played, for example, where we have been, air quotes, experienced players... Yeah. and three quarters of the way through the game someone's noticed something that wasn't right and it turns out that it's basically be- because one or two or three players have been doing something that they shouldn't have been doing and that would have been highlighted in court very early on and potentially would have changed the game substantially. Yeah. So on those grounds, surely vocal turns are better.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think as well, I was just thinking about this, most of the time around our table as well, I would class that most of us are vocal players, not necessarily in the strictest sense of literally walking the table through Mm, your turn. Yeah. But the banter that goes back and forth is basically a vocal turn because, you know, we're playing a strategy game. It's like, oh, okay, I'm going to come over here and I'm going to mess up Jason. Yeah. But it is just rather than me saying, okay, I'm going to move here.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's just a different way of of, of vocalising it. I mean, to be honest, for me, that that actually hits into one of my other pros. We play games very, very socially, James. Everything about us playing tabletop games is social. We do it for the social side of things and as you said vocalizing your turns enables you to be a little bit more social whether it be banter or just I don't know some noise around the table rather than crickets yeah you know I don't I I find it really awkward to be honest to play games that are just it is I mean with
1: with us I think it's if the table's gone silent it's a very intense turn because it's because everyone is suddenly like this is very close and I need to concentrate on what I'm doing
0: here yeah like again we we were just talking about it in the intro to this we were talking about Fallout Shelter yep the game we played the other day towards the end of that game you know contrary to what I'm usually playing like I was so silent the entire time even when it got to my turn and I was still the cogs were whirring that was the only noise you could hear in this room Yes,
1: I successfully managed to make him think.
0: Because yeah, I was I was literally having to sit there and I was I was counting, I was planning I was like, well, how can I do this? You know, what way can I benefit benefit myself for doing this? How can I stop James because I know James is my main competition at this point. You know, to the point that we got down to that very last move and I knew what you were going to do. And I knew what had to happen because I was winning, and all you really had left to do that could get you any kind of points was to defeat a certain, well, um, they like aliens or, or zombies yeah. or whatever it is on the board, which would have gained you just enough to be able to beat me and you had enough workers to do it, it was all down to the luck of rolling those dice. And to contain myself when I saw you roll the exact amount that you needed was was hard because I didn't want to give away exactly the fact that I had been counting, you know, your points and my points and, and stuff like that. But yeah, it was just and you were vocalizing it as you were doing. It. It's like, well, you know, I, I could do this, but this is gonna get me more points. So I think I'll do that. He's like, oh damn it! He's, he's figured it out. He's figured it. I don't think he has figured it out because he doesn't think like that. But. He's figured it out. Damn it! <laughs> uh, really well. I knew what I was doing.
1: <laughs> I didn't know how. I, I will admit, I did not know how many points it was. That was that pure. It's like this is the yeah. way. Basically, it's yeah. like I I have to do this.
0: It it was the fact that that particular uh, enemy had this special, you know, it had a requirement for a special worker, which would have gained you double the rewards if you'd destroyed that per, you know, that enemy with a standard guy. I would have been fine. Yep, but. I... I knew that you had that exact required worker to get those double points so it literally came down to the roll of those dice but you know setting that game aside it made that game fun it made it very very tense yes. you know because you were vocalizing what you were doing but using that as an example James leads me to sort of maybe a con to a vocal side of things which for me is it could breed or be a breeding ground for someone who has analysis paralysis who has spent the entire round planning their turn but then it gets to their turn and then they basically do it all again but vocally Mm. at which point i'm sat here like just pick and do something please because you've had let's say, 10 minutes while other people are doing their turns and now you're running through exactly the same things vocally and I'm sat here doing nothing. Yeah. Because I know what I want to do, or if it's at the end of the game is I, I just want to get this game over, find out who's won, and then move on to the next game. Mm-hmm. You know? How do you stand on that one?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it can be, but that, again, that goes back to that literally walking you through through a turn. It's like mm. we all know how to play the game.
0: Yeah, yeah. it is. It is very, very tough, because I, I don't want to be too tough on someone who, who has got analysis paralysis, but I can't comment because, yeah, the other day, I, one of my turns took so long, because I just... I The time between turns wasn't enough for me to f- fully decide what I wanted to do, mm. so I had to then take a little bit extra. But rather than being vocal about it and putting everyone else through my thought process, it's like, look, just give me a couple of minutes, talk amongst yeah. yourselves while I figure out exactly what I need to do.
1: Yeah, I also think there's a difference between... A vocal turn, i.e., you vocalizing as you're moving pieces and vocalizing every possible move you could make before you do it. There is a difference between the two.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I I think that is. A very, th- it's something that needs to be highlighted is that there's a difference between telling people what you're doing and I, what you could do yeah. before eventually saying what you're going to do. The other thing that I quite like about vocal turns, James, is even in games where there is not really any player interaction, someone vocalizing what they're doing keeps me interested in the game between turns. In yep. other words, helps to fight that whole downtime element that we're always talking about. Yeah. You know, and and it stops me from picking up my phone. It stops me from, you know, going to get a drink or going for a smoke or whatever it be. I'm still in the game, despite the fact that it's not my turn.
1: Yeah. I mean, it benefits... It probably it's a con if you are a vocal player, but it to me it benefits the other players around the board because if the person's vocalising their turn, you're less likely to actually miss something mm. as in yeah. strategy wise. Especially if it's a strategic game, it's yeah. like you it'd be quite easy on a silent turn when someone knows the game really well and they just start moving pieces to miss. Yeah. miss something and then not take it into account. Whereas if they vocalised it, yeah. okay, they're doing that, they're doing that, they're doing that. Okay, so yeah. two turns before my turn, I need to do this, this, and this. And I didn't miss anything because they helpfully vocalised yeah. their
0: entire turn. I mean, we can use Inish that we played the other evening uh, as an example. You know, I tend to vocalise well, what I'm doing. You know, I've, I've played my card. I mean, that game you kind of have to because you're vocalising what's on the card. Yeah. But then sort of... At, it, kind of gets people's attention because you've read that card and say I've played a movement card they're then checking where are you moving to. Yeah why is he moving there you know towards the end of the game for example i played the you know i was very silent most of that game not much going on wasn't winning in any way shape or form yet right at the end i played the i think it was the exploration card and i got a new tile because i was the bren at the time i got to place the tile exactly where i wanted it which was right over the other side of the table to where i was ironically right next to where you and ant were amassing some forces in the same <laughs> tile and i was like well what i need to do because i was going for the sanctuary victories and in that tile had a substantial amount of them and i was just sort of like well i've got two of them over here if i get into that tile puts me in a winning condition but i've only got one guy over there So I I did that and immediately as soon as I'd done that, you started questioning why. Why have I gone over there? But then didn't see my next plan, which was to get you two to start fighting and essentially killed each other so that I could move in with my one man, which was awesome. And I did win. It was really good. Thank you very much. But the point is, it's exactly what you said. Because I vocalized what I was doing, you immediately clicked to, why is he doing that? Yeah. Why? Why? Yeah. (laughs) I'm really glad that you didn't actually click onto exactly what I was doing, but it made you think. So again, that's got to be another tick for vocal turns, right? Yep. I mentioned that vocal turns tend to keep me in, interested in the game. Do you I don't know if it's something you struggle with as well, but if it's not a vocal turn I find myself getting really disconnected with the game.
1: Yes. It it makes the downtime when you're not doing anything mm. feel a lot longer if it's
0: just yeah. silence. Yeah. I mean even even just a little bit of normal chatter and banter like it, I still feel a bit disconnected from the game itself, but I think just that that someone vocalizing their turn it helps. And I've also found that when someone doesn't vocalise their turn, what it does is actually increase the game length because they don't vocalise their turn, so they've done everything. Mm. And then someone, usually me, who hasn't quite clicked what they've done, will ask, Oh, what what, what did you do? Mm. At which point we've then doubled the amount of time that it's taken for that turn because instead of telling me what they're doing while they're doing it, they've done it and now they're having to tell me what they've done. Yeah. And I don't know whether that's more a thing of I just want, you know I I want to know exactly what people are doing or, or anything like that it hel- as you said it helps me with my strategy yeah like knowing what other people are doing what about what about you
1: yeah i would say the same is, i think it goes back to what I was saying about it like if it's a silent turn your attention wanders and then you've missed something and then mm. like you see you're, you're like, oh what did you do yeah, yeah or the other common one is it my turn who or whose turn is it
0: mm. yeah because i mean that's the other thing i guess with a silent turn people tend to forget to tell you when their turn's finished Yeah, you know they do they do what they do and then they, just, they sit there. Yeah, they sit there and no, don't say anything. Is that?
1: Yes, yeah, like yeah. I, I I would definitely say that is if you are more a fan of a silent turn, mm. at least announce when you're finished.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't. Because it's either. like
1: we're not mind readers and we can't tell if you've paused to think. Yeah. Or if you're done.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Um. So yeah, I, I want to talk about a couple more cons that i really do have for it is i think if you are going to be a vocal player there there is such a thing as too much detail we really need to keep what you're doing to what you're actually doing i don't need to know the ins and outs of what you're doing i just need to know what you've done i think you need to keep all your working out to yourself you know, I, I don't need to hear all of that. I just need to know what you've done. Yeah. And I, I'm guilty of that as well. I'm, I'm the first to hold my hands up for this. I If it's a tense moment in the game where it could be win or loss, I might sit there and go, right, I could do this or I could do this. And that's a habit I am trying to get out of because mm-hmm. it's not fair on the other players. Although I do find it can sometimes build tension because I know you do it occasionally. Yeah. And if... As I said, it's one of the things I do when I play games, even without trying. I know roughly where people are on the points track. I know where I am, and I know roughly what people's potential moves could be. I've usually figured out which one I need them to do. It's not
1: just that, especially. I tend to be more guilty of that if there's one or two players to go. Like, Say we've got to the final round of a game. Mm. It's very close but I'm in position one or two in the turn order, and there are people behind me, because it's just, I think I know what I want to do. But if I start vocalizing my choices Mm -hmm. and watching very carefully, you know, is that going to mess your plan
0: up? Or
1: Well, mm. your you're looking for the tells. It's like, yeah. well, if I do this, always eye twitched. He doesn't want me to do that.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's why you look at me lovingly in the eyes when you're playing <laughs> games, James. Like, what are your tell? I still <laughs> haven't worked out what your
1: tells are, that's why.
0: That's because I'm just uh, an, an emotionless wreck of a man. No,
1: yeah. it's because you just sit there grinning like yeah. a child. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't tell if he's like really worried that he's about to lose or if he's just that smug that he knows
0: he's already won. I, I, I wouldn't say it's that, James. It's just I know that I don't have the best poker face. So the best thing for me to do is, is just grin like a Cheshire cat Yep. because then it throws everyone off. I think if I'm honest, if I wasn't grinning, I think people would be able to tell straight away what I did, do and don't want, or how bad my game has gone. If I'm not grinning, I'm not, I've got no chance of winning. That's that's the way, yeah. If, if we're at the end of a game and I'm not grinning, you can count me out of the running. 100% because I already know that I don't stand a chance. But yeah. Um, I think another thing is silent turns for me, as I said, they slow down the game too much because you'll get people asking what you've done. You get the, was it my turn yet? And, and all that kind of jazz. That's a real con for me to silent to silent turns. I would say a con to vocal turns, James, and I think we can actually have a little bit of a conversation about this because we know a couple of people like this. Louder and more aggressive players Mm. during a vocal turn can really start to grate on a lot of players. And I, I I know I am one of those players that gets really really grated by very loud, very aggressive players. What do you think on that one?
1: Yeah, I mean everyone's got their play style, but yeah, it can he can get mm. old quickly, especially yeah. if you've got like, you know, you've had a long day, you have got a, he- a headache building and all that kind of stuff. It's just almost it's almost, almost
0: like sensory overload, isn't it? It is, yeah. You know, especially if you're adding the aggressive play nature into it as well. Like you said, we like a little bit of banter in our games, but there, there's just a fine line between banter and just, you know, just downright aggressive, annoying behaviour. Yeah, and I think that's where vocal turns for me can, I guess, is another one. Is it, it could breed that kind of aspect in a player. Yeah. So that that to me is a huge con towards the the vocal sides of things. But I mean, again, this was this was always going to be a short topical games because there's only so much you can talk about between talking and not talking. Yep but if you had to pick if you absolutely had to pick you can't be the neutral ground here what would you prefer that everyone would have to do vocal yeah is there a particular thing that makes that the the For overall my you know.
1: personal playing experience with our group mm. it's the banter that yeah because like i said most of us aren't literally dry walking d- dry walking through what we're doing it, it comes with banter that is in line with the game step we're on if it's a movement it's like, oh well, i'm coming over here to towards so and so and then i'm going to play this card yeah. with, or you know and then i'm going to attack them yeah while putting the card down you know it, it's that kind of it's walking through but not but not. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. It's not it's not what I call a dry walking through where you are literally almost reading the steps out of the rule book going, Okay, so I'm moving, then I'm doing this, then I'm mm. doing that. It's like you you've punctuated it with a bit of banter to make it fit more with the game, but you're still you are still vocalizing your turn.
0: Yeah. So I think I, I'm also on the I prefer the vocal turns, but I would say personally that might be because of the game groups that I'm part of, because for the most part, we're we're nearly always playing something new. Yep. Um, it's very rare that we get to play a game so much that everyone can be silent and that everyone knows that game inside and out to the point that okay, uh, little Jimmy's just done that and I know exactly what he's done without him telling me. Mm. You know, that's where I feel like the silent turns might come back into the pros for me. Uh, it would be as if you're playing with that same game group, you've played that game. Hundreds of times, you know the game inside now, and, and everyone does. You know it, it just it it works as a silent turn there. But I think another positive for me, really, when it comes to vocal turns, is it does almost eradicate the fear of someone cheating. Yes, which, as we've said many times, is a sad state of affairs when someone feels they need to cheat in a board game. But we have had people do that in the past, so. This all but eradicates it because they've got to tell you what they're doing and you can visually see if they're doing something that yeah. they're not vocalizing. I mean,
1: the, the, the other pro to me is that not. St- it's kind of in the same vein, and we have, we have spoken about it, but not is catching mistakes, genuine mistakes. Yes. It's yeah. like if someone is, goes to do something, and then someone else is "Oh, hang on a minute, you can't do that." Yeah. Oh, sorry, I misunderstood. I thought yeah. I thought it worked. Like, yeah,
0: again, we we can use the games we played the other day. I made a mis- I misunderstood a particular um rule in the Fallout game. Yeah. And it was highlighted immediately, and I changed my turn, and we we fixed it straight away. Rest of the game, no problem. Yep. Um, so, and that came from vocalizing what I was doing. So I do think that there are pros and cons to both. I. Th- Still think for me, vocal turns are the way of the future. It's far more social.
1: Yep, I suppose that that does lead on to a con mm. though, because we did silent turns extending game length. I would say that's vocal turns extending game length because if you do catch a mistake, it's usually yes. usually a follow up mm. discussion about the rules. Yeah, which in turn extends the turn.
0: It does. It does, but for the fact that you're then playing the game properly. Yep. I would say the pro of the game being played properly and therefore not going south or someone being overly powerful, powerful and winning and and all that jazz. That, I outweighs I the con. It outweighs that con. I, I would far rather play a game properly than than wrong and then find out that my victory was you know in vain. Yeah, you know, or or someone else's victory was in vain. But yeah, I, I, I would say that. That pro definitely outweighs that con. But, yeah, that's uh, it's an, in- an interesting little topic, James. It needed to be a quick one tonight because you've come straight from work. I've got a long day of travelling tomorrow. And for those of you that don't know, it's been snowing here. So that makes my day even worse. Yep. Because I'm using public transport tomorrow, James. Isn't that going to be fun? Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, they didn't have problems today because they were striking again. But... Uh- <laughs> Tomorrow, that's going to be the question. Are they going to come back to work? Who knows? But anything else you want to say on the subject, James? No, I think we've covered everything there, Jace. Excellent stuff. I'm glad this was quite a short episode because I'm quite tired. But uh, yeah, what games are we going to play this week, James? We're not playing a game tonight because we're both very, very tired. But what games are we going to play this week? I don't
1: know. What did we decide we were going to play on Wednesday?
0: I believe the next home game night we agreed that we were going to play Reign of Cthulhu. yes. And I believe it's a game that Ant's bringing. Uh, Ant's bringing over the Alien deck building game, the uh, the one oh, that's very a- s- uh, Alien Legendary Encounters or, or whatever it's called. Yep, which will be my first time play of that. It'll so- be point as well. Looking forward to that, and I've got a few friends that are interested in playing that as well. So, yes, there might be a few plays of both of those games over the next couple of weeks, so we may or may not talk about them on future episodes. Indeed. Which will be interesting. I know we've both played Reign of Cthulhu. Uh, before which is the pandemic system yep you still haven't played the normal pandemic. i have not played the gateway game you have not played the gateway game um which we will have to change because there is some really good aspects to that game so uh and if we are going to do an episode on reign of cthulhu i think you need to at least a basic knowledge of the original system Mm. so yes i think other than that we should just say goodbye Because it is that time. Yeah,
1: I don't know. Um, I don't know if I could bring myself to play it, though, Jason. Having actually lived through a real pandemic. Yeah, yeah, it's. it's So uh, I could. I see. I could win that game, easy. How do you? How do you win Pandemic? You buy up all the toilet roll and you lock yourself in your house.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thus is the logic of humankind. Indeed. Love it, love it, love it, love it. New games turning up from Kickstarter soon, James. Ooh. Really looking forward to it. Oh, especially that Masters of the Universe game. I've been waiting so long for that game. <laughs> I really should finish painting the miniatures that I already have. You should. Mm. No grey plastic on the table, Jason. None of it is grey, thank you very much, James. It's further ahead than yours. <laughs> then again, I didn't have to construct mine, so, you know. A little bit of a get-out-of-jail-free get, you know, get out of jail free card there from me. Anyway, Let's head off, James. Let's do it. Till next week, I've been Jason. And I've been James. You've been listening to the Meeple Minded Podcast. Join us next week for more tabletop gaming goodness. Ta-ta and goodbye.